gotta talk about my life as I see it. Ricky. Oh, yeah. Friday, you bitches. It's Friday. Well, no, wait, wait. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up. I'm messing up. I'm fucking up. It's, it's Saturday. Y'all are hearing this on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are recording on a Friday night, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, thank you for joining us. This is Get It How You Live. I am. Ross Labeldur, and this uh, you have my co-host, Mr. Saul Ureña, Saul AF Ureña. Please say the AF. <laughs> Please say the motherfucking AF. Oh, that is I. That is I. We're here. We're here, folks. We're here for your listening pleasures, for your uh, your background noise on the weekends. While you That's right. Work. You know, clean the house, or I don't mean I don't know what you guys do. On the Run weekends. these errands, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? If you if you out here moving packs in and out of town, I hope that helps you out. If you out here working overnight, I hope this this podcast helps you get through it. Whatever the case may be, we just yeah. out here. That's it. Everything Ross said. <laughs> Word. Everything Ross said. Oh man, another week, another week, my friend. For she z. Uh, a lot. Is, I feel like like a lot. A lot starting to happen, man. We're seeing mm. just just uh, you know. W- 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 I feel like I was here. Maybe I was talking to Marvin about this. Shout out to shout out to Doc Marv. Um, but I think I was talking to him about how hot and wet and crazy and horny this summer is gonna be. Mm. All and, that. Uh, and uh, you guys saw proof of that in the videos I sent you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Why? Oh, my goodness. Bro. I cannot unsee any of that, bro. Shout out to that club in Atlanta somewhere, boy. It had to be ATL. <laughs> right? It was Georgia. It was Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? They, they'll have to take the L. Oh my goodness, folks! Take the L, folks. It is a wild, gonna be a wild, wild ass summer out there. And I hate, I hate that I'm like almost echoing the sentiments of uh, of the internet, but I can't help it. I can't. The the things that I'm seeing are just, uh, I I can't, uh, I can't get out of my mind. And another thing that I'm just seeing is, I think we have been joined by our beautiful and prestigious and famous guest. Oh, word! Hold on, hold on. Let's give let's give him an intro that is worthy of his prestigiousness, if that's please, even a word. Please do. Please um, do. he is a stand-up comic based in NYC, Queens, to be exact. He is the other half of the Medium Popcorn podcast with Justin Brown. Almost said Mike. He is the other half of the <laughs> Drunk Black History podcast with Gordon Baker Bone. He's a screenwriter. He is turning out to be an amazing interviewer. He is a longtime friend of mine. He is American Collins on all social media platforms. His Twitter bio says that he is a hater of Alaska. He's my man. He's my brother. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the Get It How You Live podcast brings you Mr. Brian Don Collins. Hey, hey everybody. 
Ross, you're getting really good at that, man. Introducing guests. Yes, and man, we're we're making strides, bro. We no, are, we are growing. I like it. We we are professionalizing. We are making strides. Thank you for noticing. Absolutely. I mean, Saul's still sitting in the link like 20 minutes after the start time, but we uh, we get him there. <laughs> listen, listen. Ro Ross is evolving. All right, I'm still. I still don't know what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Ross, Ross texted me like 8.30. He's like, hey, man, here's what we're going to talk about. I'll let you know we have the link. I'm like, you'll let me know we have the link? This is yeah. 20 minutes of showtime. <laughs> hey, Ross told me he was going to email you, so I let, I let it be. I was like, all right, Ross will handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, got, I, mean, I mean, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I am here. I am here. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You made it, Brandon. That's right, oh. man. It's, it's all it's all good. I'm I'm glad to be here with y'all, man. It's been, oh man, it's just been a wild few months. It's been crazy. Listen, um, are you vaccinated, sir? I am oh. fully vaccinated. I've been vaccinated for over a month now. Okay, that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's, that's what, talking what we're talking about. about. Vaccinated. <laughs> now, here's the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> do you? Still wear a mask when you go out there in these. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, okay. If okay. I'm on a train, if I'm walking, there, there's like like nights sometimes when I'm coming home and I'm like no one's outside, so I'll take off my mask just because I'm like I'm you know no one's gonna bother me. Right on, right on. But on on public transit, I mean the the only thing that's really weird is in New York right now, right? So you can you have to wear a mask to go inside a restaurant, right? But and then when you get to your table in the restaurant, you take off your mask. But to get up and go to the bathroom, you have to put on your mask. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like it's safe at all. This is just, what are we doing? Listen, man, roll with it, bro. Roll it's with it. Theater. That's all it is. It's been a. It's been like that here. Uh, this like the same way down here in Florida, um, which I don't understand. So every time I've gone out to eat, it's the same thing. You're right. It's well, like, well, they've had it to where. <laughs> You know, those restaurants were at a lower capacity. And so everybody was distanced at one point. So your table was secluded from all other tables. But whenever you go to the bathroom, you might run into another warm body. So they want you to have your mask on. But uh, which restaurant were you going to? Because I was not secluded from anybody. No, nah, man. Yo, shout out, shout out to the wonderful folks at Fire Tavern in downtown St. Cloud. Um, and there were other establishments that I that I frequented that were like that there were some places when we went out to when we went up on our east coast road trip various restaurants were like that even in DC as they were like Philly and DC as they were going back on a second lockdown for a little bit it didn't really that shit didn't last that long but um as they were doing that they were uh they were they were secluding they were like socially distancing tables up there as well so that's that was the idea but shh, they let that shit go real quick. Got to make that dollar, you know? Sit more people. All about the money, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's all about the bread. So, yeah, yeah, Brandon. Brandon's got a lot going on, though. I want to... You I said that every time I come on here, man. What? That's because you do, bro. I'm going to be homeless, and, and I'm be, like, I'm going to have a full open school <laughs> calendar. You're going to be like, Brandon, you got a lot going on. I'm like, you just <laughs> trying to survive all these streets, but I'm surrounded by brick and mortar shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Before we get to everything you got going on, Mr. Brandon, um, we do this thing on the show yes. nowadays where we, yes. do, we, do, we do wows and pals. Okay. And then after that, we hit you with the Sinister Six. So if you don't mind, go ahead and give us your wows and pals of the week, man. 
Wilds and Pals. Uh, I mean, Wild today, uh, this week was um, everyone getting to see Loki and In the Heights. I have been, I saw both of these a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. so to see the reaction, and it's just as positive as I felt about this shit um, come out and the representation. I'm like, oh, this is dope. This is really dope, especially In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got to interview Michael Che today, and at first, I wasn't gonna act like like you know. I told Afka, I didn't tell Afka that I knew him. I just wanted to see if he would recognize me, and he immediately recognized me. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." We're- light flex, light flex. I like that. Oh. And so, um, and then Pals, man, a pow. I you know I've been doing therapy really consistently lately, and my therapy sessions are just like it's like a profound punch to your emotions at the end, especially mm. if you're a good therapist. Like my therapist, right? Like we talked about a lot about family mm. stuff and all the shit going on the last three minutes. I'm like, Hey, I know we're like wrapping up on time, but I've been having these dreams about mortality, right? Like the idea of like, you know, we're here right now. And then literally five seconds later, it could go pitch black because you know, your body could just give out sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so I was just like, that freaks me out. And my therapist is like, the whole thing, you the underlying thing you've been talking about this entire session is feeling lonely. And what is death? The ultimate loneliness. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> I've been in on that for the past few days. Hold on. I'm so stuck on, like, what, what do you mean your body could just give out? What your body like, could just give out, man. One bro, day you just do go. you ever hear about people that, like, just die randomly? Like, young people that just die randomly? No, people? I do not. That yeah, shit, it, it happens. It happens where, like, Somebody will go, and then he was like 35, and then they will literally say, oh, no, he just died of natural causes. No, I've never heard of that. I've heard like a heart murmur or a regular heartbeat or an overdose on cocaine, but never of natural causes. That's that's probably how I'm going to go when I win the lotto. (laughs) Make two of us. I'll be right there with you. (laughs) And Matt Gates. Matt Gates is going to be there as well. Yeah, if you win, I win, Rob. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's right. What about you, Saul? What are your wows and pals of the week? Um, man, that's uh, uh you know what? Same as same as before. I, I got to do this week. Um, it's the weekend, and uh, that's it's right. Just, uh, yeah, it's just, what? Yeah, it's, hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the brand that I know. <laughs> the brand that I know. He gets that from his grandpa. Yo, go yeah, ahead, player. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what he said. But uh... <laughs> I just want to hear Saul's reaction to that. <laughs> it was worth it. But uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's just been a, it's been a pretty solid week. Just uh, just overall, nothing crazy has happened. So I, I always think that's a good thing when it's just you know pretty even. Everything's, things pretty smooth. Um, any pals I got. Uh man, let's see. I uh I I can't really complain. Um the Knicks uh, are still out of the playoffs and uh <laughs> that's a, that's probably about the only pal right now. I got you know what I do have a, a smaller pal. I I try to make this drink, but um I mean Jesus Christ, I don't know if I uh I, I think maybe the ginger beer might be just really bad. Yo, are you are you on that Western Suns? Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Western Suns vodka ten times distilled. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fucking it's pretty fucking uh, uh, gnarly. 
But um, I guess, I, you know, I just need to stop. Uh, I need to use a bigger glass. So that's my thing. But I'm obsessed with my little Amber Ruffin show glass that okay. I have. Um, so I just feel so cool drinking out of that thing while I record the pod. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're all we all use microphones. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a small lens, you know. Yeah, but but, uh, but it's just really hard to make a drink in this thing. It's usually like ninety five percent alcohol, and uh, you know, I'd say probably two percent lime juice, and then like the other two and a half percent is the ginger beer. Word. Yeah. By the time we get done with this first hour, it's, I'm gonna feel nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great because that's gonna be that's i'm gonna be stuck with you at that point yes you will my friend yes you will but all right take it away ross <laughs> all right cool cool well well my wows and pals um let's see this this week on monday the montreal canadians actually uh locked their uh a playoff berth so that would well they're already in the playoffs but they're, they're moving on to the second round which is actually uh interesting you know what I mean? They're going to go ahead and face the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm looking forward to that. That's actually the third round. First round was the Toronto. Yeah. was the yeah, Toronto so Maple Leafs. Second round, they swept. <laughs> they swept the Winnipeg Jets. Shout out to my man, Marcel Evans. He's from <laughs> Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg. So that Is was he really? Him. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. He's from Winnie. So shout out to him. Um, And so Montreal's moving on. They're going to face the Golden Knights. I'm happy about that. The pow was that actually, I think it was on it was on Wednesday, we drove down to uh, Tampa, well, St. Pete, to go watch the Rays play the Washington Nationals, which that was supposed to be a lock. Turned out it wasn't. They lost <laughs> in the 11th inning. And that was, a, first of all, the game lasted a while. It was a great game, but, you know, if it's going to last that long, you're hoping to get a positive result. It was not. So it was a long ass drive back home, you know, driving back home with a, with a seven year old. So I had to make a couple pit stops. Then I get home to like two. Damn. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a long ass game. I feel you though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long ass game, but um, yeah, those, those are my wilds and pals. Nothing too crazy this week. He hasn't learned how to pee in a in a in a water bottle yet or anything like that. Nah, man, we're, I'm not raising. <laughs> not do that to Nazir. What are you talking about right now? You're gonna have him pissing in a bottle, traumatizing the poor boy. Yeah. You still had that. You still had that mustache, don't you, Saul? <laughs> talking all this madness. Yeah, listen, man, what what does the mustache got to do with peeing in a bottle? All right, bro. I swear to God, if you try to make Nazir pee in a bottle, I'm gonna shake the shit out of you. <laughs> You know what, man? All right. I'm, I might just buzz. I'm, I might get rid of the mustache this weekend. All right. <laughs> yo, all right, yo. <laughs> it's a good I, idea, son. It's I still remember idea. the first time I saw that shit. You was like on screen for my drop out show. What the fuck is that? What's the caterpillar in Saul's face? Hey, man, quarantine was weird for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And nothing I can do. You, you know, you go, you go places, and you leave with a souvenir. You know, my, I, I left with a mustache. Okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh man! All right, Mr. Brandon, we're oh, gonna stop. do. Um, we're gonna hit you with the Sinister Six, and then we're gonna get into some shit. Um. So, six questions, sir. We ask that question of every guest at least the first time they get on. Says the rebrand. Um, bigger Pac. Ooh, big. 
What shows are you currently streaming, sir? Just give me the top two. Top two. This is us. Oof. Damn. What? Damn. Yeah, yeah. And you in therapy? Oof. And uh, Loki. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what song is played the most on your playlist right now? <laughs> Returning the map. I'm yeah, boy. <laughs> I listen to it once a day. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, I love that. <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. Hot or cold? Uh, hot. Beer or cocktail? Ooh. It really depends on how I'm feeling. Get you some Winster Suns. I'm going to do a cocktail. All right, all right. Where's the last where's the last time you peed in the bottle? Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Congratulations, you survived. <laughs> what's the last time you peed in a bottle? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, Brandon. Yo, we brought you here because we know you got some things going on. We want to give you an opportunity to talk about um, you know, what 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 you got coming up soon and oh, anything thanks. else you want the peoples to know. Yeah, I got a uh, drum black history. We're celebrating Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19th. Uh, in person is sold out. So if you're in the New York area, uh, you'll have to join us to be a live stream. If you're not in the New York area, we have a live stream. Go to drumblackhistory.com, get tickets. It's a phenomenal show, and we have an epic lineup uh, for this this uh, this live event. So definitely, definitely be sure to check it out. And then if you like movies and stuff, check out my Medium Popcorn podcast at mediumpopcorn.com. It's just nothing but madness over there. It is. It's such, it's so good. It's it's hilarious. I said, oh. And then I'm bringing back the Doug podcast soon too. Yeah. Oh, I see, I was, I was, yes. I was. Uh, Maria was actually asking about it. Yeah, you know what it is. It's like you could probably hear when you listen to the, you know, what about mail? What what kind of mail? Um, I was getting exacerbated by how much I like had liked Doug when I was a kid, and as an adult, <laughs> I'm like. This is fucking crazy. Like the, Doug has so many insecurities and issues. It wasn't even it's not it hasn't even been fun for me to rewatch these episodes because they're so problematic in various ways. It was it was a bit much. Yeah, so I took a break, but now I'm getting back into it slowly. And the episodes are just getting crazier, so it's not getting better, but there will be new content coming out soon. My man. That's cool. uh, and what's the latest episode for um medium popcorn? Latest episode, I believe we just put out a bonus episode in the heights today. Okay, okay, in the heights. That's what's That's up. Which, which I actually didn't watch. I ended up not watching it. Oh no, man. Yeah, man. Um I've watched that. I've literally watched it seven times. Damn. Dang. Okay. It's, I, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. What? Okay. okay. Yo, Sahu's got a hot take. Talk about well, it. I like I like musicals. So, like uh, and this is one of the few musicals that are adapted to film that actually works for me. I uh I I love musicals as well. I I I'm big into them. Um, I was a you know chorus dork in high school and middle school and elementary school, and I think okay. about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. I I you know I I feel you on that. But um, I uh yeah, man, you know what? Whatever. I'm gonna have to watch it. I will watch it since you've watched it that many times. But I will watch it begrudgingly. I was talking to the guys earlier about this. Yeah, he did. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel, but I, whatever. I won't say anything until I watch it because apparently everybody's loving it. And I can't, I can't get mad at the movie, bro. Well, you know, it, the whole thing is like the representation, right? And everybody's really happy about that. I can't get mad at that because I that's something that I've always 
uh, wanted more uh, when it came to, you know, like Hollywood or whatever and, and everything like that. So, well, that's the reason why I kept pushing Ross to, to make sure he watched it with the family, just because, like, for Nazir, I want him to see that representation, right? Like, if I were a young kid within the past, I would say six years, my whole worldview might be because I'm, I'm young enough to be removed from politics, right? Yeah, my whole world review, like, view might be completely different than it was when I grow up, grew up in the 90s because you got like, you know, representation Star Wars and Marvel. And now in, in this stuff, and like especially for Afro Latino kids, like this is such a huge moment. Facts. You know what? I am jealous. So that might that might be part of it. <laughs> that I that I'm an old bitter man that grew up with a you know white Superman and you know all this other stuff and whatever. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But um, yeah, all right. you got I'm miles now, that. baby. What's that? We got Miles Morales now, man. You, ah, yeah, you I mean I, I, th- I thought you didn't want a black Superman. Remember when the rumors were swirling about Michael A. Michael B. Jordan? I was going Michael to be Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> well, I, 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 I guess I meant more the idea of like uh, just they were all white superheroes. We didn't really have anybody. Uh, I mean, what do we have? We had classic Luke Cage with the disco outfit. Yeah, yeah, he was black, but you know, he was written by white people. Yeah, and then we had Black Panther, but. It's like they buried that when we were kids. No, he was black, but he was written by white people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. So it was, you know, they just—it wasn't anything popping like now. Like, you know, I never thought in my life, to be honest with you, I never thought in my in my life I'd see little white kids dressed up as Black Panther. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because the name even Black Panther scared so many white people. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like it's crazy to me to see something like that. Um, but then again. Again, you know, funny enough, we go. I go back to this conversation I had with the guys earlier today. I, uh, <laughs> for the middle school history fair, um, me and my my buddies in my in the project that we're oh, doing listen to this group, shit, bro. <laughs> in the group, we did um, Chief Sitting Bull and, and General Custard. We did we did the okay. Little Bighorn. So, um, me thinking like I'm gonna you know break these barriers and these norms and these you know racial constructs defined in whatever in history fair acting you know because we put on display i was like i'm gonna play general custard and then my buddy eric smoley he was like this white-haired yeah i mean this white kid blonde-haired blue-eyed kid yeah i mean he was like i'll play chief sitting bull and we're like yeah we're gonna be you know cool and do all this stuff i mean you know whatever nothing special really came of it we I actually had on a blonde shoes. wig b yeah <laughs> i had a blonde <laughs> a blonde yarn wig on <laughs> playing general custard in this in this play which was fantastic but um yeah we won the school history fair but we couldn't go to state because one of the kids ended up going on vacation long story short is you know i i get the whole representation and all that other stuff but okay i don't know man i I guess it's not like you you still sound skeptical like a hater but it's well, you it's me. It's me, movie. Brandon. It's me. <laughs> I'm so, a hater. I, I think you've known him long enough to know the essence of Saul. <laughs> <laughs> he just, yeah, he's got it down right there. <laughs> you know what it is? Is that you smile so much, Saul, that you wouldn't think you're so cynical? Yo, <laughs> when we were when we were younger, <laughs> when we were younger, my boy, my, our boy Carl, buddy. Used to be like, so why are you so angry? I remember when we were younger, we used to call you Carl Winslow. You were so yeah, happy. <laughs> every 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 time I get every time I get worked up, buddy would be like, three, two, one, one, two, three. <laughs> what the heck is bothering me? <laughs> 
used to make me even angrier, bro. <laughs> 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 Oh, Yo, that's man. funny, man. But Brendan, what we got? We got you for like another thirty minutes, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can, I can stay uh, a little bit after ten. All right, all right. So let's see. Let let's talk about some things. Um, have you guys heard about that? Uh, <laughs> about what happened on Memorial Day, where this uh, retired Army lieutenant, lieutenant, um, lieutenant Colonel <laughs> Barnard Kempter was doing a speech out in Hudson, Ohio, and I, I watched the speech, by the way. And um, this man is is up there. He's you know he's in his uni, and he's uh, dropping knowledge. He starts talking about the origins of Memorial Day. When he's like, you know, and these people who were freed slaves, they they that was in South Carolina near Charleston. And he's going, and all of a sudden the mic cuts off. And so my man is like, oh, you know what? These things happen. Just get closer. So my man is like telling the crowd to get closer. So he keeps going. This guy, bro, talks. I didn't even know there was a video of this. This is now. Yeah, this man talks for like three minutes and he gives the speech, and then it's clear that he's about to close out the speech. All of a sudden, the sound comes back on, and <laughs> then he ends his speech and he's out. And then the lady comes back and she's like, "Oh, unfortunately, we had some sound issues." I was like, "Ain't this about a bitch?" They oh, cut the man off for trying to tell the truth, man. Like, how fucked up is that? How 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 much how much so, are we gonna try to censor? Talk about Ro- it. what you got. Me, well, I, I, tell me uh, the history again. Memorial Day. I know we went over it a little. So bit. so it was it was. What, was, it what was, did he get? What got cut off? You know what I mean? What, what was no, 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 no. My out? man, my man said, and these slaves, these people who were former slaves. And then, boom, that was it. Like, the moment he started talking about the African-American roots of it, it got shut down. Like, his mic got cut off. Straight up. your mic off, Brandon? (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere. His mic got cut off. And and it's funny, which is not so funny, but, yeah, he was talking about the, the origins of it, which is basically that you have people who were former slaves, freed slaves, who decided to go to a mass grave, a, a mass grave in South Carolina where where Union soldiers were buried. They just buried them, you know, indiscriminately. So you had black soldiers and white soldiers. So these people went and they dug up those bodies. It was a little bit under 300 bodies. So they dug up all those remains and they try to put everything together. So they had like 200 and some odd bodies put together and they buried each of them individually while they were singing the song of John Brown, because, you know, John Brown was a white abolitionist. And it's also funny because this this guy was making the speech in Hudson, Ohio, and that's where that's where John Brown grew up. And they still they still let, didn't let my man talk out loud. They just they had to shut him down. And and the irony of it to me is that had they not turned off the mic, we wouldn't even be talking about this today because it would have just went on and then nobody would have known about it. But because they were being assholes and idiots, they, they turned the mic off and now we're talking about it. And this shit's been in the news, NBC, ABC, CBS, name it. It's been all over the nation now and everybody knows what happened. The... um. The organizers of the ceremony, they're trying to defend their decision, saying the uh, section of the speech that was silenced wasn't relevant to the program's theme of honoring the city's veterans. And in the days before the ceremony, uh, I guess 
Suchin or whoever this lady is or whatever. I guess she reviewed the speech and asked the retired army Lieutenant Colonel Barnard Kempter to remove certain portions. His name sounds so fake. Yeah, it does. <laughs> nah, man, that's that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of them old school white names, bro. Yeah, Barney. They probably call them Barney. <laughs> Old Lieutenant Colonel Barney to remove certain portions of that thing. Kempter said he didn't see the suggested changes in time to rewrite the speech. I feel him. I wouldn't have seen him either. <laughs> Oh my goodness! He spent thirty years in the army. Said he was disappointed that his mic was turned off for two minutes. I mean, how, it, all right, you perform on stage. I, I asked you this just a second ago, but seriously, has anyone ever cut the mic off on you? No. Like, is that I've cut the mic off on myself, but I've never gotten the mic cut off on me. What do you mean you've cut the mic off on yourself? I once, uh, I once produced a show in a story that was so bad. I just gave up. I just, I just stopped hosting it in the middle of the show. We had a comment that came all the way to a store, and she was just like, it was so bad. She was like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm like, oh, you don't want to do your set? She's like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> and like the, the microphone kept going in and out. I was just like, it was a wireless microphone. I was just like, you know what? It's over. <laughs> I walked away and enjoyed my free beer. <laughs> That's what I did. Oh man! I mean, I, I would just just the fact that you're this retired army lieutenant colonel, like you, you should automatically have this like card on you that says, "Don't cut off my mic if I start, you know, speaking or something like that." That's that's blatant disrespect. Yeah, no, they shut him off, man. But and, and this is how you know they fucked up. Like um that lady quit uh about a week later. So earlier this oh. week earlier this week, um Cindy Suchan, she quit. Suchan? Oh. Suchan. Yeah, she stepped down as the president of the Hudson American Legion Auxiliary. That's interesting. These crazy names they have for everything. You know, sons of the Lib- sons of liberty or whatever they call it. I don't know. Sons of the Con- daughters of the Confederacy. Daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah. Oh, I hate that group. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We out here in the South, Brandon. I know y'all. Y'all in a different world, man. I mean, the North is fucked up too, but we out here in the South, man. I know. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what happened in Michigan. I mean, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> did you send him the video? I sure did send him the video. Well, first of all, that's Detroit, and you know, Detroit steps to the beat of its own drum. You know, <laughs> first of all, okay, first of all, I texted Ross. <laughs> Yo, I'm in defensive. Yo, this shit was like something out of Atlanta, like because the dude was like, "Yeah, they've been robbing people," and then it's like, "Well, nigga, you didn't even rob a jewel, like jewelry from people. Why would you wear a twenty thousand dollar jewel, like you know, necklace?" And I could really- <laughs> And the dude had done it before. That's like the story was so crazy. And why that newscaster have a fucking British accent? Yo, what I like, I was yeah, yes. about everything. What I, I like, <laughs> that's what I was trying that, to figure out. First of all, my man was only like the dude who got robbed was only identified as Jamal. They didn't give you his full name, bro. Like <laughs> usually the news is like you know Ross Labrador, Brandon Collins, the victim. Nah, they were like yo uh, Jamal. So I know the news came up on him. It was like yeah, I'm just Jamal. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want his government out there because he just won the lottery. Yo, well, he, yo, bro, he won thirty thousand, <laughs> but he spent twenty thousand on a gold chain. What about the taxes on the on? Yeah, the, it, it, it don't worry, don't worry about the taxes, baby. Jamal, he's, in debt. he's definitely in debt. 
<laughs> Jamal handled that. What I like though is Jamal that went had, to Wesley Snipes school to tax tax yo, What I like is that Jamal went to the corner store, the mobile station, what's that on the corner of Warren and Grand, mm-hmm. and was paying for shit cash with twenty thousand dollars dangling off his neck, and he didn't think that somebody was gonna try to jack him. What was hilarious was he tried to go back in the store. Yo, they beat the shit out of that. Like, they were gonna, like, like that, the store was gonna help him. Yo, yo, sir. You hear him say, "Help, help!" <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers did not give a damn about. Try to touch the deer yeah. stuff like it was fucking the Continental and the John Wick movies. <laughs> like, yes. they swear it. Yo, <laughs> but no, that's not how this robbery. Was the going. worst part is when he's out, like when they showed a video and he's outside and he realizes, "Oh shit, I'm about to get jacked." <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around and it's like too late. It's kind of like when you watch those videos of like. The antelope seeing oh, that the yeah. lion is too close. That's exactly what that was. I was like, Not nah, bro. My man couldn't even run. He, he took one step. <laughs> he looked, he yeah. waddled. He tried to waddle away. And he waddled that chain was too heavy, dog. That chain was too heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man's had $20,000 dangling off his neck. You won 30. You put two thirds of it around his neck. And they know, and they know that this guy lives in the neighborhood. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jamal knows exactly who robbed him. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> Jamal knows exactly. That's why he turned around. Yeah, he was like, oh, shit, that's, that's Casey. This nigga's crazy. He's like, exactly like the kid's version of Omar. He knew exactly who that dude was. That's Everybody exactly knows who that guy is. Yeah. Yo, he's, in the, he's in the story space. He sees him walk in. He's like, all right, yo, I'm out. And as soon as he's out, he's like, oh, shit. He brought so-and-so with him. I got to go back inside. Mm-mm. <laughs> got him. Oh man! Yeah, man. That's, that's what's happening in Michigan, Brandon. That's what. That's well, I mean, that's what's happening in Detroit. Ann <laughs> Arbor. Nobody got robbed in Ann Arbor, really. <laughs> Don't be lying. And and but but again, like you said, the worst part is that they show a video. The the they talk about some the gas the gas clerk remembers homeboy who robbed him. He's like, yeah, he did somebody else like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they yeah. showed that video. Yeah. But you don't know who it is. We can't lock him up. Oh, I think the cops are afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nah, that's his, that's him. That's his territory. That's that's yeah. all. That's all. Whatever they what do they it's call him? What's his name? I mean, they got like a like very clear picture of him. So it's it's not like <laughs> no one in Detroit's gonna not know who that dude is. Nah, they know who it is exactly. exactly. Several times. And he's mad tall. He's like six five. You know what I'm saying? Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Ain't that many regular six five guys just walking dude, he around. He's he been tall since middle school. You know <laughs> you six yeah. five, you playing a sport. And, you and six, if you're not exactly. playing a sport, everyone knows. <laughs> Straight up, man. So oh, yeah. Man. That 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 happened. So to shout whoever it is in, in that black shirt, Jack and my man Jamal, yo, get it how you live, my G. Yo, that's get it how you live. <laughs> okay, because that's that's and shout out to shout out to Jamal too for for getting thirty G's and being like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and spin that. I'm gonna go ahead and put that around my neck. <laughs> and he took twenty thousand. That's that's what baffles me. It's like the nerve of this motherfucker. Be like, you know what? I'm just gonna put that. If you got, you know, like a mill or something, and then you got you a chain for twenty G's, I understand. But my man got thirty. Like you said, man, what about the taxes on that shit? Yo, thirty, thirty, thirty thousand dollars. It's like for you to get up out of that little neighborhood and 
hopefully get yourself into something better so you don't have to visit that same gas station where you know that same guy's been robbing people all year long. Nah, Jamal keeping it real, baby. <laughs> Jamal keeping it real, baby. You know where to find me. You know where oh, to find me. I'm right here. This my hood right here. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody chasing me out my hood. <laughs> right here. Right here is where you phone find me, son. West, yeah, West Warren Ave and Grand Boulevard. That's it. Because he can't run. <laughs> we sure couldn't run, yo. I felt bad oh, for man. him. Oh, like, man. I was watching this shit, and I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, nobody's trying to help him. Real quick, you know you know what really is kind of fucked up? And um, I know we've been kind of making light of uh, everything lately, or well, this last uh, subject anyway, but um, what's really not kind of fucked up is what I was reading about, about the race norming in the NFL. <sighs> And uh, yeah. dude, that so that blew my mind because I, it, I was shocked to read this report. I was shocked to see. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, Ross. So, so to to our people right. listening, um, yeah. Uh, what happened was back in 2013, the NFL settled a, a big lawsuit about concussions, and um. The process for for getting benefits was regarding cognitive impairment, right? <clears throat> but what you're doing when you're showing cognitive impairment is that you're showing a reduction in you being able to process it, right? So you're showing a, a reduction, and I'm gonna say that word often, by the way, cognitive capacity below like some pre-existing standard or baseline. So the farther you drop below the standard, the more you're eligible to receive the benefits under that settlement, right? Well, under race norming. <clears throat> black people have a lower baseline. So since they were believed to have a lower cognitive capacity, um, even though they would show that they had head trauma, it would make it harder for them to prove impairment because the other players started from a higher level, but black players started from a lower level as far as cognitive development went. So you mm -hmm. could be like, let's, let's say that as far as cognitive development went, you know, white players would start at 60, then black players would start at 20. And so if you're like, yo, I'm at a 10 right now, they'd be like, ah, you're at a 10, but you know, you're also old. So you probably that's probably happening because of you you losing some of your some of your abilities. You're getting C now. Cause you know, black people start at a lower threshold. So a few months ago, um, there was a lawsuit filed by Najee Davenport and some other players claiming that race norming was unfair and that it led to him being denied um a portion of the concussion settlement. The suit was actually thrown out by the courts, <laughs> but to their credit, I guess, um, the NFL decided to get rid of that process and to reopen all the claims that were evaluated under race norming and to give it like basically redo it, reprocess all those claims under, uh, under new steps. Like they have a new policy for that. <clears throat> they, uh, you know, they always drop a, a press release and all that bullshit, but yeah, man. Um, <laughs> they, they literally they were literally doing shit like that in the 21st century oh yeah so like, I, really. I mean well i i just want to i just want to make sure that i understand this from like you know layman's terms means what they're saying is that automatically i guess like uh, white players were smarter all around as well yeah but so, like naturally smart. Yeah, like that. <laughs> you know, and, they're like naturally smarter. And they're saying black players were naturally dumber. Yes. So they got hit in the head and had 
concussion symptoms. It was not because of the concussion. It's because, oh, they're just naturally dumber. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so 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 yeah, that's basically it. It's like, yo, my 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 cognitive capacities are lower. And it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> you didn't start that high to begin with. Like roughly 70% of former NFL players are black. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine how many of those people got any any set. So think about that, right? So you have guys who retired in like we say the nineties and the eighties and they're still around. And when that settlement came in 2013, they were super happy. They're like, okay, finally, I'm going to get some help. I'm going to get some financial help because you know, this shit, this shit's happening. I mean, we don't even have to get into like the, what, what's been going on in terms of the kind of damage that it does to your brain yeah. and how that permeates into your life, whether it's your family life, your social life, you know, you, a lot of them can't, can't hold a job. And you think about it, it's not like they were getting paid that much back then either. So salaries didn't start ballooning until like early, early 80s until now, where like they're it's an exorbitant amount. I'm not hating on that fact. What I'm hating on is the fact that you have guys who were like, yo, I'm fucked up right now. I need help. And then you prove, you show that you've had some impairment cognitively, and then you're being told, nah, this that that you. You were born, you were dumber anyway, so th there's not much of a drop for you. You're not eligible. And That's... like the thing is, where do they even get where where do they even get like this idea from? Oh, come on, man. It's America. <laughs> Welcome to America. Yo, straight up, baby. It's America. Oh. Come on, man. You you know. Uh, People of African descent have always been seen as less than or below in no. terms of cognitive development. That's always right. No how light skinned we are. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, baby. You're keeping it real. Oh, man. Keeping it real. Seen as more, more prone to violence, uh, thicker skin. Mm. Right? You, you, you've had polls, you've had polls made of medical students, and that's recent, like as recent as like 2018, you've had polls made of medical students who are asking if they think that black people can withstand more pain than white people. And an overwhelming amount of them will say yes. Mm -hmm. like, that's in the results. And so you have, you have a situation, and I guess we're kind of like shifting, or at least I'm shifting, apologies guys, but you have a situation where Again, we, we talk about the opium epidemic that's affecting white communities because these people were given all these pills and all that. But really, the only reason, well, maybe not the only reason, but the main reason, I believe, and I'm sure there's research out about that, so, and I'll keep an eye out. I'll probably start looking into that. Main, one of the main reasons, I believe, is because it is believed that black people have such a threshold, a higher threshold for pain. That's why they weren't put on oxycodone like that. Right? So you'd go to the doc and be like, yo, my back's jacked up. I'd be lifting these boxes. I'm doing mm -hmm. this, I'm doing that. And then they're probably not going to give you such a dose that would help heal the pain because yeah. they figure as a black person, you could withstand pain much longer. Right? How many how many times do you have uh, the they talk about the infant mortality rate or mothers dying <clears throat> within hours of giving birth 
because they weren't given the proper medicine, again, because it was thought that they could withstand more pain. I know shit got real serious. I yeah, apologize. this is like this is the saddest episode. Of well, well the, <laughs> but it's no, but I mean, but it's true, and you know, it's man, um, and I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with. I I don't know why. Well, real, real quick before I get into it, Brandon, I don't know why I thought Brandon was like some sort of teacher or something at some point. Or you know, like education. Be. I used to be. I used. I, I mean, I'm still in education, but yeah, I used to be a classroom teacher. All right, perfect. Um, okay. Because you know we've got this whole out of nowhere. Well, down here, anyways. I keep you know I, I forget there's a lot more to the rest of the world than just uh, shitty little Florida, and uh, DeSantis and uh, his critical race theory stuff. Um, I, I mean, are, are you aware of what critical race theory is? Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm familiar. So, I know all these Republican states are trying to shut that stuff down because they don't want to have an honest conversation. It's just going to keep perpetuating the, the ignorance of, you know, the education system in regards to racism and our real American history. Right. But the thing is America is becoming more and more diversified. So eventually it's going to be even more of a reckoning with white America because they're proactively trying to stifle these voices and this history. And so there, there were, you know, I feel like white America is like, kind of on edge because like man we treated everyone really fucked up but <clears throat> hopefully like you know they'll never get enough numbers where like we're really in trouble but they always fear retribution right that may come later on because of the way they're acting right now I'm not trying to talk about the downfall of society but I'm just saying you know it's a there might be a revolution soon <clears throat> yeah and I, I think because of that, I mean, I think it goes hand in hand even with the whole, uh, you know, race norming thing. Like, no one would even have that kind of idea of this race norming thing. I feel like if if at some point, you know, nobody was suppressing, like, real American history in general, I think a lot of these stereotypes would go out, out, like, out the window as well um, yeah. when it comes to that. So, I, I don't know, but Ross brought up. I mean, I don't, Ross, how do you feel about it? Because you kind of brought up this point, I guess, that it, I guess it doesn't really, not that it doesn't really matter, but I guess you're you're okay with uh, DeSantis' decision to, so, uh, like, ban racial so critical race theory or whatever? So it's not so much that I'm okay with him doing that. I, I'm glad that he did that because it's um it's a red herring. What is critical race theory? Most of the people who are against it don't know what it is, right? So... Critical race theory is is basically like if you want to talk about critical race theory, you got to go back to like <clears throat> the victories of like the civil rights movement, right? So civil rights movement happens, and then you have the Voting Rights Act, you have the Civil Rights Act, you also have laws that finally declare that Jim Crow policies of various cities and states are unconstitutional, right? So. Of course, we know that black people suffered many forms of injury and had many systems of of disadvantage and inequality in their lives, right? And so legislatures and and cities, right, municipalities and other organizations begin to like make specific um, efforts to target African-Americans, right? Like you have programs like um, Upward Bound, you have programs like what do you call it? Uh, affirmative action. So they they were, they made these programs to kind of address, 
right? All these things that, oh, that showed that, yes, there were some inequalities against African-Americans in this country. So what ended up happening, though, there was a backlash, right? It was a conservative backlash. And the way that backlash was formed <clears throat> was basically saying that if you make programs that target the discrimination that was experienced by Black Americans and you don't include me, me being a white person, then you're discriminating against me. And so they begin to attack programs, again, like affirmative action, and they took that stuff to the Supreme Court. And so the Supreme Court failed. Like, And, and I say failed, that's mostly an opinion of mine, but really because what ended up happening is that the Supreme Court started treating these programs to address racial inequality with the same scrutiny, the same scrutiny that they would address the discrimination presented by Jim Crow. So we got to a point where the civil rights lawyers, guys like Derek Bell, um, began to talk about how we're going to be able to address the subordination of justice, not just based on color consciousness, right? It's not enough for me to be like, oh, I'm colorblind. You know what I mean? Because we have to, um, we have to basically look at things as far as like, yeah, there's legal racial equality. And that's the heart of uh, critical race theory, right? How do you think about law and legislation and policies that will substantively, like in, in a real manner, respond to the racial inequality? And so these guys begin to bring up multiple forms of analysis to be able to just like, yo, let's let's look at history. Let's look at the narrative. Let's look at gender biases. Let's look at class biases. And these things started showing like all the discrimination and inequalities that have been cemented really in, in American society. And then it goes into different directions, but it's just like a way of understanding like the mechanics of racial inequality in America. There's nobody doing that in K through 12. All they're doing is K through 12 is being critically analytic about stuff, right? You have teachers who are just going to be like, hey, let's talk about this situation right here. Oh, so these guys were on a bridge in Selma and then they got hosed down and somebody got beat up with a club. Do you think that's wrong? Yeah, that's wrong. Why do you think that's wrong? Well, you shouldn't hit people with bats to begin with. And you really shouldn't hit people with bats just because they're black and they're asking for freedom. That is not critical race theory. That's mm. our teachers trying to teach our students to have a basic sense of humanity. And so that's why I was like, yeah, sure. I'm glad he did this because what are you saying? You don't want them to teach critical race theory? Great. Nobody teaches critical race theory outside of a law classroom or outside of, you know, graduate education, like graduate programs for schools of education. Nobody talks about critical race theory in that. First of all, you need data. You know what I mean? And in order to have data, you have to pay attention to where people from different segments of society are situated for you to have to be able to look at the relationships between race and health outcomes. Like we talked about, right? Black people not getting drugs to pain relief drugs, right? You're going to have to look at, at health outcomes. You're going to have to look at class, right? You're going to have to look at education outcomes. They're not doing that in, in 12th grade. They're not doing that in eighth grade, and they're definitely not doing that in second grade. So, yeah, go ahead. Ban critical race theory. But what you're really doing is you're banning something that nobody's teaching. So, fuck it. They can ban it. Okay. I know. Yeah. I'm on a rant. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Ross I mean, X over here. <laughs> how, uh, I mean, how, how are kids going to know about, like, the real uh, reason behind Memorial Day, for example? 
Well, who was teaching that to begin with? That's number one. And then number two, what does that have to do with critical race theory? Because it doesn't. It has nothing to do with critical race theory when you talk about the real reason behind Memorial Day. Open your eyes, Saul. And so that's why I'm saying. And so that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, go ahead and ban critical race theory. I don't want it. I don't want my son to learn about critical race theory either. All I want for my son is for him to be able to get out of school knowing how to read at a 12th grade level and knowing how to do math at a 12th grade level. That's all you got to do. You don't have to talk to him about the data sets. No, I don't need that. I don't want you to lie to him about history either, but that's not what critical race theory does. So if you can't even define critical race theory, Ron DeSantis, go ahead and, and, and ban it, but you're not doing anything. All right. Well, uh, that well was, I mean, that I was think something's, yeah, well, <laughs> well, something's got to be done, I, I think, like, uh, just in general. And I understand what you're saying, Ross. I, I agree 100 percent. If if we're going by the definition of critical race theory and that's exactly what what it is. And, and you're you're right. Nobody is teaching that in high school. You're going to you're going to college, you know, and taking that course somewhere. Um, but I, I mean, I, th- I think it'd still be kind of cool. We got to figure out. I mean, what would it be called and how, how could we maybe change uh, a little bit, maybe the way history is taught in, in our schools that where it's not maybe just so whitewashed hundred percent. We got to go to our, we got to go to our school board meetings. We got to, we got to go to school board meetings and we got to ask for, we got to ask for changes to the curriculum. And, and really, I don't even think that you need to do that. Really go, go to your school. Talk to your teachers. Yo, what are you? Number one, what? How is my son? How is my daughter doing in your class? Is he reading at level? Can she do math at, at, at her level? Yes, great. All right. Let's talk about social studies. What is discussed in class when you're talking about social studies? Okay, word. Yeah, I, I don't like that. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bring that up at the next SAC meeting, right? We're gonna have to bring that up at the next PTO meeting. That's what you gotta do. Or if you bout it, teach your kids at home. I'm not even talking about being homeschooled. I'm just talking about like on Saturday, make that I mean, shit. That's, that's exactly what I, I, whenever I have a friend that's like, oh, we're looking in this neighborhood for school district student stuff because the schools are terrible. I'm like, you can't rely on your schools anymore, though. Like you right. have to have additional plans, like taking mm-hmm. your kids to museums, taking them to travel, getting to them to, to see the world because the public schools ain't doing it. Mm-mm. They have enough to deal with, number one. And then you have teachers who are pressured to have different things in the curriculum. The one thing, though, that that, again, kind of gives teachers some leeway is that all that they have to do is they have to meet standards. Right. And so the standard will have a specific goal for the lesson. It doesn't matter what's included in it. It's going to have a specific goal for the lesson. As long as it meets it, it's good. The issue is going to be, of course, kids like to talk about what they're learning, which is a good thing. Right. Because Kid's going to come home and he's going to tell his parents about what he's been learning. One parent's going to be happy. Another parent's not going to be happy. And it doesn't matter what it is, right? Yeah. For example, teacher, teacher's going to be like, well, you know, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. Thomas Jefferson had children with, a, with, with one of his enslaved people. Somebody's going to go home and talk about it. Parents aren't going to like that. Somebody's going to go home and talk about it. Parents are going to like it. But if you flip it, you can have a situation where it's like, well, you know, Thomas, not Thomas Jefferson, but uh, George Washington is the father of our nation, right? George Washington is, is, is the greatest thing that ever happened to America. 
Somebody's going to go home and their parents are going to like that. Me, my son comes home and says that to me. I'm not going to be too happy about it. I'm like, well, let me tell you about George Washington. So that's that's what it is. You, as a parent, are going to have to do a little more about it. You, as a parent, are going to have to be vocal about it. Because at the end of the day, that school district is working for you. And you're not the only one who feels the way that you do. So, yeah. And... Brandon said something that was very keen earlier. He said something that was very keen. He was like, look, those demographics are changing. Those demographics are changing. And so right now, there are more of you than there are of them. And I'm not even talking about just people of color as they like to make reference to us, but I'm also talking about just people who understand that, you know what? We need to have a bigger, more open way of better way, more effective way, more true, something that's based more in reality as far as the way of teaching our kids. And they're not all just black and Latino people. You have white people like that as well. You have many white people like that as well. They just aren't necessarily vocal about it, but they feel the same way. So bam, you band with some people, start making raising some hell in the school district, and then something's about to change. And if nothing changes, that's fine. You have choices. Yo, as far as I'm concerned, then as long as my son goes to this school, as long as my daughter goes to this school, I want him, I want her to get out of this grade being able to read at level. You tell me what I need to do, make sure that you do what you need to do, and then this other stuff, I'll take care of it. I think you're the only parent like that, though. You know nah, I mean? nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Have you, hey Brandon, have you ever had anybody like a, an issue with a parent kind of mad at you for maybe teaching their their kids something they didn't want them to learn or anything like that? Or no, no, I, I mean I've never had any parents really confront me about anything. I've had uh, some some fellow teachers say like, "Hey, why'd you you know say that about this kid?" I'm like, "Cause the kid was being an asshole." Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell me to clean up his mind because I'm not doing him a service if I allow him to think that that behavior is acceptable right like if he's being rude to me as a teacher as an authority figure i gotta check that otherwise he's gonna do that to his boss and get fired and then he's gonna be unemployed and it's gonna be rough hmm. i'm trying to save these kids <laughs> one day at a time one show at a time yo. one show at a Facts. time yeah Facts. But yo, we are approaching the one hour mark. I know my man Brandon only had an hour. We usually take a break around this time. So Brandon, any parting words for the people? I, I just appreciate y'all. I always appreciate the conversation. Uh, if you want to keep it going, y'all can follow me at American Collins on all social media platforms. And just check out Medium Popcorn, the movie review podcast, and Drunk Black History. It's going to be dope. We're celebrating Juneteenth. www.drunkblackhistory.com Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. Yeah, you kidding me? Thanks Thank for you for being our guest, sir. Yeah, you're like one of the most famous people we have on here. Oh yeah, you are the most famous people we have on here. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you take it easy, bro. I appreciate you guys. Take Peace. care. Peace. <laughs>
Hey, man, you got to feel better about yourself. Say that with your chest. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Yo, we'll be back. Let's take a quick break. Everybody, second half coming up. Stay tuned. Part two, son. Part two, the return. What was that? What was that movie with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, that was it. Hot shot, part two. Hot shot, that's right. Hot shot, part two. (laughs) (laughs) That was it, man. Oh man. Yo, this wasn't an RB 90s RB reference, but it definitely was a 90s movie reference. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you remember when he was like putting his uh <laughs> dipping his hands like it like it was a uh, what was the movie? Kickboxer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the, in the glass, but it was like gummy bears and stuff. Yeah, man. I remember that. I remember when he was using the chicken as an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yo, I remember. Yo, people will never know about that, man. Nah, man. Not, not, the youths. That. not the youths. Not the youths. Oh, man. That's a about, classic. That's a that was classic before one. we know about him and Tiger Blood. Tiger Blood? Oh, you never heard him talking about he got Tiger Blood running through his veins? Uh, you know, it sounds familiar. I feel like it happened so long ago, though. Well, like it, one, of the, it, one of those things when, like, the internet first started happening a lot. When the internet first started happening a lot. If you didn't sound old <laughs> before, kind sir. What's that? I said, if you didn't sound old before, kind sir. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. I know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiger I've, always, I've right. always wondered why his brother goes by the by his real name, but he does not. What, Emilio Estevez? Yeah. What's his dad's name? So, so Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah. That's, That's, his, acting. That's his acting name. His real name is Ramon Estevez. Ramon. I don't know, man. And, and Charlie Sheen's real name is Carlos. <laughs> Yeah, Carlos Irwin Estevez. I I had to Google it real quick. I know. I remember. I remember. What are they? Cuban name. or Mexican? I'm gonna go with Mexicano, pero they could be Cubano too. I think. I, yeah, I think you might be right with the Mexican part. That's funny. Huh, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe they're ashamed of their Latino heritage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, man. That's kind of sad. Maybe they thought it'd hinder them in getting roles. Yeah. I mean, who's had a better career, Charlie Sheen or Emilio Estevez? I'm gonna go with Charlie. You know, but Emilio did. Emilio did. Uh, Mighty Ducks. I mean, Emilio's still around doing Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus. You know, he's still working. He's still yeah. working. Emilio's still working. I mean, but Martin Sheen isn't he still working? Isn't he doing some weird West Wing show, probably type? I remember when uh, what's his name? I remember when Charlie came out with the whole HIV positive. Mm. Hmm. Maybe nobody wants to work with him. Damn. 
When yeah. did um when did that show get canceled? What? Men? Yeah. Bro, they brought in they brought in what's his face, remember? After oh, that's right. They kicked they got rid of Char but Charlie Sheen was too much. At that point, Charlie yeah. Sheen was too much. Everybody's just getting tired of his annex now. It's it's, yeah. too, it's over. Charlie Sheen time is over. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it, it is what it is. You know who else's time is over? Ron Death Santis. Whoa, what do you? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Why do you, you know what, what, say? I mean, it's, ele it's elections are coming up. Somebody needs to run against him. You know, that's yeah. All. But who's gonna run it? Who is? Running? I don't I know. Heard anything. I don't know. I know. I know. What's her name is running for 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 Senate? I was just. I was just. I was just trying to you know uh, inspire somebody to uh, to feel like you know what we should vote this guy out. That's all. Oh, man, I just, I I just really wanted to be so. provocative. I really hope so. I really yeah. hope that somebody. Oh man, I just hope we can get somebody. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, it's it's wild. I mean, we got we got this story right. Val Demings. Uh, yeah, Val Demings finally announced. She made it official. I remember a couple of weeks ago we held off on saying that she was running for senate because we weren't sure. We didn't want to. We didn't want to jump the gun. You know, as a uh, as a reputable. <laughs> <laughs> Use that word loosely. Hold on, son. Hold on. I'm trying to say it without laughing. As a reputable, reputable. I can't resource. say it as one of those media outlets. You know, saying we didn't want to. We didn't want to just be out here and say shit all willy nilly. We might be a little more reputable, but we'll find out. Next you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, word, word. So we shall oh, see. Man. But yeah, so Val Demings running against uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, yeah, little Marco. I can't. I mean, she's got to win. She has to. I am hoping that the Trump machine is knee deep in legal troubles while this race is going on, so that we can be like Marco. What, what you running on, son? That's number one. Number two. Um, even if it is not, I mean, what's what 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 has Marco Rubio done for the state of Florida since he's gone into Senate? Let's talk about that. Absolutely nothing. Sounds about right. I can't. I literally can't think of one good thing the man has has done while he's been in Senate. Yeah, I can't think of it either. You know, I and I love these guys, these these politicians, because you know they'll say shit like, you know, I'm fighting for you, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and <sighs> motherfuckers ain't doing shit. I mean, they, they they be adding their names on to like other legislature that other legislation that other guys are sponsoring, and they be like, yeah, let's do this, but they ain't doing shit, bro. No. He ain't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? And what he became senator, what? He's been around what 2011? And really? Then, yeah, 2011. And then yeah. he tried to run for prez. You know, he tried he tried to pull an Obama. <laughs> pull an Obama and run run right after his first term. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Shout out to Marco, yo. As we like to say on this podcast, get it how you live, fam. And um and that and that didn't work out. He ran into the Trump train. Yep. You saw how that show ended. 
But uh, yeah, he's he's been around since then. So 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 you think she has a viable chance of unseating him? Absolutely, I think she's got a, a more than a more than just a chance of uh, of taking him out. I, and I really hope it happens. I and I mean, I, and I've been on record on our program here. Um, like I'm not multiple I'm a times fan of Val Demings. Yeah, like, I'm not a fan of her or her husband. Like. You know, yeah. Old their, Jerry. their track their track record to me when they were in charge of uh, the local law enforcement here in Orlando is uh, atrocious. Uh, to 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 put it in the nicest way that I can. Um, so I don't really care, but I just know that Marco Rubio needs to be out of there, and um, I just you know I would hope that she would really make the right decisions when it comes down to it uh, in that position. And uh, I know that she does have a good track record of taking care of her constituents uh, in her district there. And Yo, every, everyone that I know yeah. that lives in that district loves her. So, you know, it's, she knows what she's doing. Whatever. She's got my vote. So, <laughs> but that just goes to show it don't take much <laughs> to get my vote. <laughs> the vote against Marco Rubio and this Republican, you know, sham team that they've got out there. Sham team. What you what you talk about, man? What do you mean when you say sham team? Talk. Hey, mean, they're they're just, Tell them why we're masked. They're, they're all sham, sham team, sham wild teams, but uh, you know. Sham <laughs> wild team. Give me a break, though. You know, it's just like I just can't, you know, anybody still, uh, what? Uh, still, like, perpetuating the big lie. Uh, yo, you, you need to go, Buster. You need to go. But, hey, that's just me. I don't know. Some people like living in delusion. So, a lot of old, so racist what? white people like living in delusion. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And, and I believe... um. Rebecca Jones? Yes, that was the next one. Oh, oh, whistleblower? Yes. Who everybody was like, well, we don't know. Well, she just got whistleblower status, folks. Like, she she blew she she blew the whistle on DeSantis trying to cover up. Trying to DeSantis trying to do essentially the same thing Cuomo was doing with the nursing homes, except he was doing it with our entire state. You know, we still don't have real numbers, and they stopped, and they stopped already. They stopped updating the, the COVID uh, numbers here in Florida. They just, everything's gone. No more data. No more nothing. He's he, 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 like trying to get rid of the paper trail that showed how much of a lying piece of shit uh, DeSantis, you know, is. <laughs> Yo, your, man, your, man, your man Cuomo, your man Cuomo ain't, ain't, ain't catching no heat either. Nah, nah, everything just got, whatever, swept under the rug. People don't care about old people dying in nursing homes. Sure don't, yo. So people don't care about old people dying. Period. Look what happened during this pandemic. So, so you brought her up about getting the whistleblower status. You know, she's also uh, hoping to unseat another high-profile Republican from the great state of Florida. Oh, bro! If she can't get rid of this. Pedophile, child molesting, cokehead, you know, double faced maniac. <laughs> Yo, I love, and I know that was off the off off the dome too. That was a great, uh, 
you know, if they, I'm telling you right now, if they can't get rid of this, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, if she can't beat this guy, then you know, I, something's something's up. The jig is up. I can't, I can't imagine someone. Well, I can because we, we put a pedophile in office last four years. Um, I want to know if she's going to get backing from the party or not. Nah. Well, why wouldn't she? What, what? Huh. Huh. We're talking about, we're talking about the same, we're talking about the same people who, uh, who, who, who played, uh, Uncle who Bernie. Bernie who, who took the seat out from Bernie? Took Bernie, played Bernie twice. Ugh. Two times. I mean, who who who's better? Who else is there? Are they gonna let? Is really is Matt Gates really? Is Matt Gates really gonna be allowed to run again? <laughs> is he not gonna be in prison by the time this happens? He might be. Yeah, but is she even uh, a Democrat or is she uh, or is she a uh, Republican? Oh, I don't know, but that's a good question. Let's find out. Right? Critical race theory up here still. I'm just so mad every time. <laughs> yo, yo, I see. Uh, I see that picture of this guy. Um, every 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 time I see a picture of DeSantis, bro, I'm telling you right now, this guy. You get worked up. He kills me. Let's see. Rebecca Jones, Florida, announces. Uh, oh, then walks back. Plans to run against Matt Gates. Two days. Oh, so he's not running against him anymore. Oh, grand opening, grand closing. Hold on. What is this? According to WJCT Public Media? Damn, that was, that was, that was, uh, that, that was Tuesday she announced that she was ready. She took that shit back, huh? Let's see. So, former Florida COVID map manager Rebecca Jones had announced via Instagram on Tuesday that she had plans. To challenge U.S. House Representative Matt Gates during 2022 election cycle, hours so later, this is happening live. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this was June 8th. Apparently, this was originally published June 8th at 8:19 p.m. So, let's see. Hours later, uh, in a separate Instagram message, Jones appeared to walk back her declaration. This comes a day after her Twitter account was suspended. What? Mm. <laughs> Yo, she's a G. She's what a is happening? What is happening? She said, "Let's see." Uh, in a quote from Jones herself, she says, "I had hoped that someone within the Republican Party would step up and primary him." Uh, let's see. That was a video posted on Instagram. Three people have filed official paperwork to run against Matt Gates in the Republican primary. So yeah, it sounds like she was she was Republican, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They include Kelly, they include Jeremy Kelly, Greg Merck, and Angela Marie Walls Windhauser. Wow, what a name! <laughs> Angela Marie Walls Windhauser. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she, hey, but does she even live in Florida? Who? Rebecca Jones? Yeah, I think she left Florida, B. I don't know. I thought she was still living in Florida. I don't know going on. Oh, no, that's right. She, it, she doesn't. Because she says that if so, it takes me going home to Florida to run against Matt Gates. <laughs> bang. Oh, my God. Gates is facing political fallout. I just want everyone to know this, in case they forgot. Because yeah, just in over, case you forgot about him. In case you forgot, it's over federal investigation on whether he paid for sex with an underage girl. The congressman has not been charged. I got to put that out there. But, I mean, come on. 
You know we did it. <laughs> we got the Venmo receipts. <laughs> we got the Venmo receipts, bro. Oh, we got oh the Venmo. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Neither Jones nor Gates had returned messages for comments uh to this uh to this publication, WFSU or whatever, WJCT public media. I like WFSU though. That was that was great. Yeah, I don't know what it, I mean. This is wild. Let's see, huh? Man, I mean, whatever. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, I guess. Rebecca Yo, I wonder what happened, though. Like, do you think she got a phone call and it was like, yo, you're not doing this? Yeah, they probably found, like, you know, her nudes or sex tape or something. (laughs) Yo, you You know what I mean? You you went straight. (laughs) Hey, I'm just saying. Let's see. She went to Florida State, Louisiana State, Syracuse. Wow. Yo, I'm just going to say this on record that if nothing else, I appreciate this podcast partnership because you are, you always go, you always go in, bro. My man said dudes or they were spying on her computer, bro. They stole her stuff. They probably went in there and they raided her house. You know what I mean? They probably got a bunch of stuff that uh, they were like, yo, this is why we really came in here because, you know. (laughs) We wanted to keep you in check. We're going to we're going to just like assassinate this woman's political career before it even decides to take off. Oh, that was great. Bump that buried in the back. Sorry, Rebecca Jones. You're not running against Matt Gates. That we found this great. picture of you in a thong when you were 22. Oh, man. Thong, thong, thong. Yeah, shout, out, shout out to Cisco. <laughs> shout out to Cisco. Whoa, hold on. What year did that come out in? Did we, did we make the threshold for a 90s R&B rapper? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I think it did. I think that came out in what, like 98? Oh, is 99? that an early 2000 reference? No, the thong song came out in 1999, son. 99. I like it when the beat goes, da-da, da-da. <laughs> Maybe when you booty go, da-da, da-da. Let me hear you. <laughs> yeah, remember they had like all kinds of remixes for it, bro. Was... <laughs> bro, the build up to it too on the court. Yeah, when it goes they had to, yo, they had my girl Foxy Brown. <laughs> oh my goodness, they had my girl Foxy Brown on it. Oh my goodness! Good. Yeah, God. all kinds of mixes, yo. This this was before, yo. This was before the Spotify's of the world. So you had to be on like LimeWire. You remember when I sprayed my hair silver? To... Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> to, to, what was it Celebrity Night at Camp or something? I was like, yeah, I'll be Cisco. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Why don't let me do that, man? Listen, man, um, <laughs> as I like to say, <laughs> as I like to say on this podcast, the views why did you guys let me spray paint my hair? The views over. expressed by Mr. Saul are not the views of the podcast. I can't tell my man, yo, you <laughs> will not do that. Yes, you can. You, <laughs> you of all people can. <laughs> nah, son. I just be like, word. That's what you're doing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because I got your back. That's the thing. That's the thing. I always got your back. You know what I mean? Wow, wow, wow. If yeah, it goes, if, if it goes left, out there with silver hair. 
But that's my thing, yo. I'll be like, oh, that's what we doing, word. I got your back. And if somebody try to come sideways, then I'll be like, yo, that's my man. I'm with him. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo mama. You know what I'm saying? Thong song, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get bodied. You know what, what you doing, huh? What you doing? Why you got to hate on my man for having the silver hair? Oh, man. The good old days. Word. The no. good old days. So shout out, yo! We we met the threshold without even trying. This is this is what we're gonna do, man. We gotta try to make a '90s R&B reference on each episode. I mean, that's easy. <laughs> My man, that's easy. That, 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 that's that's already. I, mean, I long for the day that we make a Brian McKnight reference. Oh, I mean, we probably already have. <laughs> yeah. At some point, we've been doing this for over a year now. Oh man. <laughs> Or just about, yeah, June, yeah, I'd say so. Um, man, what you know? What I, I guess I, I kind of didn't want to talk about this. I didn't think we were gonna have time, but um, I mean, we we can here. Let's see. Well, actually, real quick, did you did you get to? Was there a school board meeting? Real quick, I, I know this is kind of out of the blue, but. I know I saw your post. Oh no, uh, the I, there was day. no, there was no supposed school board meeting that I know of. It oh, was okay. the, it was the state board meeting that was happening. But I said there was somebody from Osceola County there at the state board meeting. Well, yeah, there had to be. But again, like they're like, yo, we're not going. They voted to ban critical race theory, and then it's like, yo, nobody in Central Florida. Not in Orange, not in Seminole, not in Osceola. It's teaching critical race theory. But that's neither here nor there. But seeing those events happening and just like thinking about what's that. So so I believe, man, I, I, I'm i not going to go on a rant, I promise. But, <laughs> You're allowed. You're allowed after my rant last week. You're good. Nah, man, it's all good. I already ranted earlier when we were talking about critical race theory and then everything got quiet because... I'd be so dark, <laughs> but um, but I I believe that um, we're the you know in, in terms of in terms of liberation, this is getting deep, but in terms of liberation, I believe that's going to happen through through literacy, right? And that's why I'm like so adamant, especially today, talking about it, that yo, you got to make sure that your babies read at level. And you got to hold these teachers accountable. And of course, you got to hold yourself accountable, right? So you got to do that shit. But um, yeah, I believe that that's very important. And I also believe that if you feel some sort of way about the curriculum, then you got to go ahead and step in. And I'm talking about like we got to go to to school board meetings. I'm not saying that everybody has to go to every meeting. No, what I'm saying is get with five people that you're cool with. Five people that you're cool with, their kids are in the same school board, in the same school district, rather. And then y'all take turns going. Y'all take turns going. There's no way you could go to all the school board meetings. But that was in response to basically having digested everything that was discussed with our other prestigious guests, our esteemed friend, Mr. Will Fonseca, who was our guest last week. And it was just like marinating on that because it was like yeah i go i don't go to all of them and i was like yeah why is it that we feel that if we can't go to all the meetings that we're just not gonna go to any of the meetings right it doesn't have to be that way so that's why i uh that's why i was thinking about and i was like yo you know what i'm gonna i, I, I that's why i said that i was like yo we, we don't have to feel like we gotta go to all of them but we gotta figure out a way 
to start going to those meetings because that's gonna that's you know that's that's just something that's necessary i feel just so you know what's going on in your school district what's going on in the classroom and even if you're not a parent i think that there's a big discrepancy or or big misunderstanding like this this belief that since i don't have kids i don't have to worry about what's going on in the school district sure but you also got to think about that like that kid that you're not caring what he or she is being taught that might be that might be a future that might be a future banker bank teller that might be whomever that you're going to run into in 10 years and they didn't get that proper education and now they're fucking your shit up well i I agree with that 100%. I also think, and this is just me, you know, being me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I also think that, um, like, this, the school board is kind of like almost a stepping stone for uh, local politicians, you know? Right. To, to get their feet wet in the, in the political pool, sort of say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because they might not even have kids of their own. I know, mm-hmm. I know for a fact. Someone doesn't have, you know, is on the board doesn't have kids of his own. Uh, <clears throat> so, I, I think it's important for people that don't have kids either to kind of just make their presence be known, to be like, hey, I'm just making paying attention to every uh, local politician in my county because one day that politician might move from the school board to uh, another position that. Now he he'll be you know maybe making decisions or whatever that affect you that that are outside the school school board. Word. That's true. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, I I mean that's the way I've seen it from the get. I've always thought, and I don't know why you know. And it's funny. I, and I I guess I I should do some my own personal research on this. I guess, but I feel like a, a lot of these local politicians, uh, you know, that come up out of nowhere start at the school board. Mm. And then they work their way up. You know what I mean? But they started the school board. They know everybody. They know teachers. They know, you know, local people, local leaders in the community. They know all the kids. Yeah. Then, you know. Then your name's on the ballot. And then people recognize your name. Name recognition. Exactly. I'm on to you, scumbag. You know who I'm talking about. Damn. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, something. I started thinking about the conversation we had that last time. Uh, about a year or so ago, and I don't know why, but something, something just again, just kind of did not sit, doesn't feel right inside of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it was just all kind of left, and, and the things that were said, and um, you know, let's just say I still got, I left, you know, with the feeling of like uh, shady, shady used car salesman, you know, shady, shady real estate kind of person, you know, like I don't know, just a shady, shady con man in general. And uh, yeah, we should we should go to school board meetings, everybody, yeah. just in general, just just in your local community, you know, just to get to know these local politicians. And and another thing, decisions in, in and another county. thing, because I'm I'm glad you said what you just said. Um, everybody ain't gotta be a friend. <laughs> yeah, you know they don't. And, and 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 the reason why I'm saying that is because what you just said opens something else. Um, there's there's a saying, and I'm gonna figure out who it should be attributed to, mm-hmm. but it says no permanent friends, not permanent enemies, just permanent interests. And right now the permanent interest is like, yo, I want my son. I want my daughter. I want my children. We want our children to be able to perform 
at the level that the state or the nation says that they should be able to perform at. So I don't have to like you, Justin. I don't have to like you, Brian. I don't have to like you, Joe. Heather, mm -hmm. Nina, Sabrina, don't matter. I don't have to like you, but we got these kids. And I know that you want the same thing for your kids that I want for mine. And so holler, let's oh, make okay. it. Go ahead. Yeah, holler, holler at your boy, Henry Kissinger, for that one. Ah, so it's a Kissinger. It's a Kissinger. Thank you. And you know, I like that. America has no permanent friends or enemies, only interests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And then we have uh, Henry John Temple says, We have no permanent allies, only permanent interests. Yeah. Shout out to Kissinger. I hate that guy. Yeah. There's something about why Why don't I like him again? I don't know. Why, I don't know why you don't like him. But um, Kissinger, there's something about him. I don't know. He was he was secretary he was secretary of state under uh, Nixon, and I mean, you see how well things went with Nixon, with the Nixon presidency. But yeah, he's still alive. He's 98 years old. Oh, he ain't dead yet. He was born in Germany, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he was. Oh, oh, yeah, here he we did. go. Here we go. Well, well, um, hold on, hold on. He was born. He was. He's Jewish. That's why he left Germany. Oh, all right. I was yeah. gonna say he's Jewish. He left yeah. Germany. Oh yeah, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. I was gonna say, boy, <laughs> don't get me, don't get me started, Ross, down that Nazi rabbit hole. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyways, I know. All right. Sorry, everybody. I know we're right off there for 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 a second there, but uh. Um, I hope you guys learned something in the last 15 minutes that maybe, uh, maybe you didn't. I, uh, I guess this is what I wanted to bring up that I wasn't sure that if we, if we would have had time for or not, but, um, it was that, that story about the Lake County commissioner that was arrested. Yeah. Um, I guess for, uh, I mean, what, like threatening an 11 year old? Yeah, man. Uh, that's, I don't know, bro. That's, that's a bit out there for me, but go on. I, uh, well, so I, I think we need to. Th there's a lot to the story, though. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, and man, didn't we talk about this on the last podcast? No, we talked about it over the phone. Man, I could have swore we talked about it on the last podcast. Nah, I hope not. I hope I don't want. I just don't want to repeat. Nah, we didn't. We didn't have time to. Yo, we had Will on, and we just kept going back and forth. Well, that's right. That's right. So, so yeah. I mean, this lady. I don't. First off, I do not like the way uh, it was written out, the, the, or the story was uh, was reported, um, because I feel like it left out uh, a lot of crucial details to this story. Um, Lake County. Let me see. I, and I, and I'm trying to. Find, I'm gonna look it up real quick because uh, um, I want to make sure I get the details correct. That I that get, the D, get the facts straight. Yeah. Let's see. So Lake yeah. County Wells Commissioner, yeah. So Lake County, Lake or Lake Wells. Lake Wells. Lake Wells. It wasn't Lake County. Yeah. It was Lake Sorry. Wells. Lake Wales City Commissioner Kristen Fitzgerald was charged with threatening an 11-year-old with a firearm. She is charged on one count interference with child custody and one count aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, according to the news release. She's currently being held at Polk County Jail without bond. That was June 4th. I'm pretty sure she's out now. Um, uh, I uh, <laughs> the 
so I guess the whole reason that she did this to this 11-year-old kid, something was going on between this 11-year-old boy and her daughter. Yeah, allegedly he allegedly he touched her 13-year-old daughter inappropriately however many years ago, so she just ran up on him. Oh, it was, was years like, ago. It was like, yo, like, get, get in the car real quick. And he... And I guess he had won something, or he had gotten some sort some sort of award. And uh, I didn't think it was years ago. I thought this was like, uh, like something that recently happened. Like my man was trying to be fresh with her daughter. You know what I mean? Well, let's read on. I mean, let's see. the The boy later told deputies they were driving Fitzgerald accused the boy of touching a thirteen year old in a sexual manner. When the boy denied her allegations, she brandished a loaded gun and. Uh, the boy said Fitzgerald threatened to bury him. <laughs> He's 11, though, fam. I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I just, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, Ross. Like, yo, th- I mean, you, you have, you have, what? How, how do I how do I phrase? Because I don't know. I don't have kids. I just know that if uh, I have two beautiful nieces, I love them to death. Shout out to Araceli and shout out to uh, Isabella. Is he? Like I I love them. I love them with with everything that I have inside of me. I don't care if they. If they're 13 years old and I hear somebody's touching them inappropriately, I don't care who it is. I'm going to go break their arm. I'm going to make sure that they don't touch anything ever again, period. I, and, I, and I feel like I'm not the only person that feels that way if, if it was their own child that that was happening to. You get what I'm saying? Right. But just because you're not the only person who feels that way doesn't mean that it's righteous. You're absolutely correct. But, but, you know, I I think it's not, it's not, I guess it's more than not just me, you know, feeling that way. I I think it's, I think it's just like, what would anybody else do? I would go to your daughter. Yo, your son did this to my child. No, he didn't. All right, let me show you this gun real quick. All right, you make sure that your son don't do nothing to my child, or else I will bury him. But you don't kidnap the child. So now, well, the thing is, the story was it wasn't that she like kidnapped him. Oh no, she 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 had him in the whip. Yeah, no, she had him in the car, absolutely. But it was all right. I mean, because there was something about the story that was. Let me see. So so the charge wasn't so the charge wasn't kidnapping as much as it was interference with child custody. Let's do that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Because cool. she cool. drove. That's kind of like that's kind of like when they're like, "Yo, he went." It, it, the charge went from rape to sexual inappropriate. Okay. Cool. Let Let's do that. Well, but yeah, she, you know. look. She drove to the house. The boy and his mom, where the boy and the mom lives. She called the boy on his cell phone and asked him to come out of the house. Right there. What you, what you doing? <laughs> carry on. Carry on. You're right. right. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right there. He, he comes out of the house. And uh, and the both of them drove to a store in Lake Wales. Mm-hmm. Fitzgerald is not related to the boy or his mother, obviously. And I guess and I guess that's what it was. But I mean, where was his mom at? Excuse me. 
Where was his mom at? Why was it? Why would his mom just let him walk out the house? You're eleven. We don't know. Old. We don't. My we don't. Mom, know my she... mom would not let me just walk out the house at eleven. That's regardless. that's great, bro. But we're not talking about his mom right now. We're talking about Fitzgerald taking the boy in the whip and you're right. You're and, absolutely and holding right. Holding a gun out on him. All right. Let, let's say let's say Nazir's got a cell phone at eleven. Mm -hmm. You see him talking on the phone, and then you see him walk outside with it, and you say, "Are you not going to be like, yo? Where are you going?" Yes, you I will. Yes, I will. But let's let's do this. Let's say he does, and then he names somebody that I trust and that they're in the car. Then I'm like, all right, cool. Go ahead and go in the car. So we don't know because the story doesn't tell us that. But my point is, I don't care what mom did or didn't do. We're talking about Fitzgerald pulling a cat out on an 11-year-old boy. She didn't and, pull a cat out. It was in the holster. She brandished it. Okay. She flashed okay. it at him and said, I'll we're, bury We're talking about Fitzgerald. Verbally threatening an 11 year old boy by showing him a gun and a holster and telling him that she will bury him. Listen, if an 11 year old boy inappropriately touches my niece, I'm gonna punch him in the face. You go Real ahead and fucking hard. You go ahead and do that, but it's wrong. You need to go to his parents. Now, if you go to his parents and you tell them and they do nothing and you punch them in the face, then I'm like, you know what? That's a different story. That's someone who can go ahead and hold accountability for that. All right, then I'm just punching everybody in the face. You, real you know hard. what I'm saying? Punch everybody, fam. All of them. Oh, the whole family gets punched. Punch everybody. Everybody got punched <laughs> in the face by Sahul. <laughs> like, don't let me hear something. You know what I mean, though? I mean, I I 100% get what you're saying. But listen, let's let's be honest about this. Regardless if you trust the person or not. What the hell are you letting your kid, your 11-year-old kid, just out of nowhere get, get this, in the car? But this isn't what we're talking about. Because, for example, let's say it's you that's out in the whip. And then my son walks out. I'm like, all right, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm, I don't. It's a completely different situation. No, we don't. Because the, the circumstances involved. are different. It's what, what circumstances is under? Is this me like, hey. I got you something, you know, I want to give you a present or whatever it is. Like, that, and, that, and, and that the story that you had shared with me, that is literally what what is what what is what the boy says. He thought she was giving him something because I forgot what exactly happened, but he thought that she was giving him something. That's why he went outside. She told him that. Uh... And so he went outside. She she brought him outside under false pretense pretenses. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not gonna bring Nas outside under false pretenses, and I'm not gonna. But again, know, but again, you're asking me why they letting that happen, <laughs> and I'm telling you that they let that happen because it's possible that they trust that woman the same way that I trust you. But the story doesn't go into that because the story oh. is like, here's what you need to know: we have a grown woman who is a city commissioner who <laughs> pulled a gun out on an 11 year old boy. Those are the facts that you need to know. Oh, listen, she brandished it, all right? She brandished it. Yeah, all I yeah, yeah. know is All I know is this woman was thinking about her daughter. Right. Right. That's, that's I, all I, I know. I, She's thinking about her daughter. She's thinking, yeah. hey, she, yeah. this guy, this, 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 this young man inappropriately touched my daughter. Yeah. And we don't know if she already went to his parents and said something. What if she already did and they didn't do anything about it? So what? So so the parents don't do anything? Now you threaten the 11-year-old? Nah, I'm not buying that, bro. We're, we're going to stick to what we got right here. <laughs> Yo, everybody can get it. Don't care how old you are. <laughs> yeah, no. <nah. laughs> That's not... We have a society here. That's not how that goes. I mean... 
Let's see. Uh, see, the boy said he thought she was going to give him money or a gift for finishing the school year. What? Why? Why? Why would he think? What do you mean? Again, we don't know the kind of relationship that they had. Maybe I finished school. I had good grades. Maybe she's going to give me some money or a present. What? Deputies say she drove the get out of here. She drove to Struthers Honey, where she confronted him about the sexual allegation made by her 13-year-old daughter back in 2020. Hmm, 2020. All right, so we're talking about like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too many holes in the story. I, you know <laughs> what? I still got Fitzgerald's back. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Fitzy on this one. Me and Fitzy going, Karen, me and what's her name? Down. Me and Fitzy waving four fours, I'm kicking down doors. Fours. Anybody <laughs> like, can get it. It's a wrap. What's her name? Kristen. You with Kristen on that? Yeah, me 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 and K Fitz. K Fitz. <laughs> me. And... Oh, you. You go ahead. As a person, she is very nice and very pleasant to work with. She seems to be open and willing to learn. City Clerk Jennifer Nanick said, as far as her seat goes, she will remain a commissioner for now. Nanick said the commission will likely discuss the issue at the next meeting on June 9th. Oh, that was uh, two days ago. That was two days ago. Oh, my. Oh, man. He denied it. That punk-ass kid. I bet you that punk-ass kid really deserved it, though. That's the thing. Oh, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but that's not how you handle it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe she needed to handle it that way. Nah. She was a mama cut, mama, mama lion. Mama lion. Mm-hmm. And, mama mama and, lion and, going to jail. And how was she, she going to protect her daughter danger. now? Maybe, maybe, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe she's, hopefully, dad. Mama mm. lion going to jail. How was she, how, how's that helping? Daughter needs mm. her mom. Son needs or not needs his mom. Parents need children need their parents, not not for them to be locked up. Mm. Yeah, but not to you know not to let some kid you know. In a no, nobody nobody's saying yeah. let the kid do anything. That's just not how you carry it. Oh, dang! <laughs> I know you were like, yeah, bro. <laughs> then as the facts come in, you're like, oh man, I ain't. <laughs> Man, let me see this quote from Judd. Who's let's see? Judge is uh, Judd is, Judd is your favorite person in the story. He is the sheriff, the Pope yeah, County the sheriff. sheriff. He's like, Can you believe in 2021 the lights haven't come on for her yet? That you can threaten an 11 year old with a handgun in your hand. She literally petrified him, scared him. Yeah, so what? You know, so what? That's what he gets. I said it. Can so you believe in 2021 the lights haven't come on for you, dirty ass cops? You still have to threaten unarmed people with guns. Give me a break. I can say the same thing about them. Mm. I don't care. That that's the thing. I just don't. You know, it's like I it, the the whole thing reeks of like. And and I understand everything she did wrong. You're absolutely right. You don't threaten a child with a gun. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't do anything of that of of the sort. I understand that 100. percent I'm I'm having a little fun with the story because, you know, I I would I'm I'm the kind of person that likes to see. Uh, I guess maybe what some people call swift justice, <laughs> instant karma, you know. But I and I understand. Um, but 
like I said, uh, this whole thing kind of reeks of me of like, yo, we're in, where, where are they? Lake Wales? Is that what it is? Lake Wales, baby. All right, Lake Wales, uh, which is not a predominantly black community, I feel like. Just, I don't know, but I just don't think uh, anything they, you know, it is what it is. And uh, she's uh, the sheriff's county jail or whatever, I guess. It's almost like, haha, we got this black, uh, you know, um, politician, this local, uh, um, man, what, what was she again? See, commissioner. Yeah. And it's like, we've been waiting for any anything like this to happen. Like, we're wait, waiting for her to lose her cool, waiting for her to do whatever, you know what I mean? And it's like, now let's just take this whole thing to the extreme. Let's disregard the fact that we don't know to the extent that this, what this 11-year-old boy was young man. Nobody I'm disregarded start saying that, though. Young men Nobody like disregarded that, though. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm, no, we're disregarding. We don't know the seriousness of what he actually did. Because we're just going along with him denying it, and it's okay in the story. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I don't think that we're just going along with him denying it. I think no, that we're going along I, with the. Fact I'm saying the story in generally because what have we heard about that part of it? Is that she accused him of it? He said no. That's it. Then she brandished. No, the no, gun. no, yeah, yeah. She brandished a gun, be. Yeah, then she brandished the gun, and you know whatever the story goes on. But it's right. like, yo, how? You, I mean, let's think about it. A, a, a county commissioner or city or whatever, a, a person of that stature, right? In general, how he says, I can't believe that in 2021, the lights haven't come on for her yet. First off, what I think in 2021, for someone to do that to an extreme, to have to brandish a gun to an 11 year old, something serious must have really happened. Something that we don't really know that, that, they're, that they don't want to discuss. That they don't want to say because then it might paint her in like, oh, man, I would do anything for my child kind of light. Because you hear crazy stories, you know. You got all these tough parents. You got all these posts, you know. And I, I see them on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, I see them all the time. Like, you know, these posts, these parents about protecting their kids and lying cubs and whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're tough guys. You know what I mean? Like, fathers protecting their daughters. Like, that's why, you know, with their chief teaching them how to shoot a gun. And doing all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. I fucking get it. You know, you would do anything for your kid. Well, it can't be the same for her. And what? And we don't know. This, and we, like, like I said, we don't know exactly what this young man did to her daughter. We just know that it was enough for her to come get this child out of the house. This young man out of the house. And brandish him with a gun. And take him down the street to a store and threaten him. And I think that's what we're 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 kind of forgetting. Like we can't brush that part to the side. I, I understand I, what she did, but what took it? What? Why did it have to get that far to what she did? That I don't. I don't think that anything is being brushed to the side. Here's the thing, though. This young man was threatened with a gun, and then what do you think happened after that? Oh yeah, I mean the cops got called. She goes to jail. All right. Yeah. So now, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get it. So now, so now that's why we can talk about it based on the facts of the cops' investigation on that matter. Now, her daughter told her that the boy touched her inappropriately. What does she do after that? I mean, I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. Clearly, what does she do? You're, You're asking, what does she do? Yeah, she. She goes, gets the gun, gets the kid out of the house. Exactly. So we can, so it's not that it's been swept under the rug. It's the fact that it hasn't been investigated because nobody reported that crime. 
And I, but the thing she was too busy doing what you call swift justice. You're right. You're right. So nobody reported the crime. But why? Who? Who is who? Who's the kid's mom? Who is this kid? It don't matter who the kid is. For me, I think it. I think I. I, She should have reported the crime. For me, it matters because what if she could? Maybe it's one of those like, yo, nobody's gonna believe this, nor nobody's gonna believe that it's this kid because of because whoever the mom is this this goes back to the part when i was saying that this is what i appreciate about our podcasting partnership because you go to the deep end because we don't know who the kid because we haven't had a complaint if she would have filed a complaint and then it's like yo she filed a complaint and so and so's mom the child's mom who is also blase blase blah nothing was done then okay then i'm like all right cool she took matters into her own hands. I still think it's messed up that she threatened an 11-year-old. I think she should have threatened the mom. How do we know maybe a complaint hadn't been I mean, filed and it fell say on that deaf again? ears? How do we know that a complaint hadn't been filed and it fell on deaf ears? It would have been mentioned. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Well, let's do this right now. Let's 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 see if a complaint, let's find out if a complaint was filed. I don't think, I mean, it probably wouldn't have been because maybe she just feels like she couldn't. Uh, you know, the same, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to equate uh like this kind of thought process with what I'm about to say. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to, I guess maybe I, I'm not equating it, but I'm just saying there's kind of like a connection, like, uh, you know, unfortunately uh, women feel like uh, they can't tell their story a lot of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they, they can't go to the cops. Uh, we've all seen, heard the stories, these rape kits go missing or whatever, you know, nobody takes care of them. It is what it is. It's like, yeah, they, they just don't want to deal with it because of who, whatever profile this person has. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think there are a lot of holes in the story and what we're getting is just the end result. You know, like like what we're getting is just the uh, it's just the reaction and not the equal and opposite action that got the reaction to it because just I, I mean, look, just like in physics, right? E equals mc square, right? Is that is that the is that the the um the formula correct? Like for every uh what is it equal action or whatever it is, is an opposite and equal reaction to it? Like nah, E equals mc squared is energy equals right. mass times well, the speed hey, of light. And there you go. That's why I uh, do podcasts and I don't <laughs> do uh, physics to people. All right, so my bad. <laughs> even better perfect there you go people i'm a fucking idiot see but what i'm saying is for it's for physics right it's uh for yeah for every physics, action there's an equal opposite, opposite reaction. reaction yeah right hey same thing goes i i feel i feel same thing kind of goes for this it's like hey what happened that you know immediately uh, prompted her reaction to this. It, it had to have been serious enough, and uh, but we don't know, you know. And obviously, this is all me speculating, but I just, I just feel like there's just so many holes we don't, you know, so many pieces to the story that we're missing. But and that's her she, fault. She is, she is fairly unfairly being uh, judged here. Oh, I do not think so. She is being judged <laughs> based on what <laughs> she has done, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we got to get this eleven-year-old court, eleven-year-old young man on the stand under oath. I I I, I totally agree with that part. 
I totally agree with that part. In the matter of her daughter and that boy, yes, I totally agree. We need to get him on the stand. But on the matter of her snatching up that boy. Listen, man, if anybody comes up to Nas on, on anything, you, you call me, all right? I'll pick him up. <laughs> you ain't got to go to jail, Ross. All right, I got you. <laughs> we, we need to end that conversation right now. No, Let's no. talk about something else. Oh, my boy, you guys just call me, all right? I'm... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yo, shout out to Kristen Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. I, bro, I can't stop looking at her mugshot. It's like, it's like. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> are you, like, tell me you got it up on your screen, please. Oh, I got it up on my screen. Bro, look at that. Does that face look like it has remorse? That is not the face of remorse. That is like, yo, I did what I had to do because yeah, I know something y'all don't. But you don't have, no, no, no. That doesn't have to be remorse. I agree with you on that. <laughs> but just because she's not remorseful oh, doesn't mean man. that that shit was right, bro. Oh, man. He's a grown-ass woman. You go You go talk to his mom. You go talk to his dad. Uh, to his dad. You know, may, hey, maybe she no. No, maybe, maybe. She went through something similar when she was young, and nobody, you know, believed her. And right, right. Her. So you fight for your daughter. You don't go so in. You like, don't go after an eleven-year-old boy. Vigilante justice, Ross. No, man. Vigilante justice. No, man. His frontal cortex is even fully developed, bro. How do you eat? You get these hands. <laughs> His frontal <laughs> cortex is not even fully developed, man. We can't. We can't do that. Punch him right in the chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In his little 11 year old bird chest. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> he hasn't reached no kind of mature. He hasn't even gone through puberty yet. Yeah, he's old enough to inappropriately touch 13 year old girls. Exactly, which means that he's probably got some kind of trauma himself as well. But you know that's, neither here, that's neither here nor there. He shouldn't have been touching that girl that I agree with and who that's got to be dealt with. But that's gotta include his parents. So oh. if you tell, so if the story read, Lake 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 Wales City Commissioner arrested after she threatens parent of eleven year old boy, then I'm with you. I'm riding. Yes. Well, eleven year old boy touched my thirteen year old daughter inappropriately. She told me about it. I went to them to talk about it, and they blew me off. So I had to let them know that I will not be blown off. So I came through with the gap. Otherwise, I will blow you right you know off the earth. Pow! So, no. so I came through with the blizzy and let them know, hey, I will kill everybody in this house, your 11-year-old boy included. But now you drag the parents into it, and they have some accountability. What she did, she didn't give the parents a chance to have accountability in that at all. She put all the accountability on an 11-year-old boy. Maybe she knows the kid's mom is just... No, no, you're giving me too many maybes, bro. Let's stick to the facts. <laughs> Let's stick to the facts. I'm like Skip Bayless, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Drip Bayless, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. I guess the moral of the story is don't go around threatening punk-ass 11-year-old boys, men, kids, young young children, whatever you want to categorize them. 
I don't know. I just I, I just feel like I have to do my due diligence and call him a young man. No, he's a boy. He's eleven. He's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a boy. boy. We're not we're not gonna call him a young man. I I, I hate when they do that. He's he's a boy. Yeah, he's exactly. That's why I'm calling him a young man. No, nah, he nah, knows nah. what he's, he did. The young he's a man. He's a hombrecito. In Spanish, he'd be like, hombrecito, son hombrecito. Hecho derecho, hombrecito. That's what we would say. Yeah. I know all about you, chump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. All right. I think we're at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We got anything? The end of the show happened a long time ago, man. (laughs) Am I I missing anything? (laughs) The end of the show happened a long time ago. Now, we gave a a shout out. Uh, we gave a shout out already to a Jamal and whoever robbed him in Detroit. That was the Get It How You Live segment. We did it early because even though he don't want to claim it, we know that Brandon is from Detroit. His people's <laughs> Detroit. Yo, Alan's from Detroit. Shout out to Alan. I think I sent him the link too. I, him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro. Yo, that just made my day, bro. I forgot uh, that. Yeah, bro. Oh my god. I goodness. forgot that. So yeah, man. Um thank you for joining us, people. Uh in the words of the great Sean Carter, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us, and we appreciate that. As far as shout outs go, I'm gonna give a shout out to my son because he's over here laid up on the couch next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he heard me all he heard all kinds of four-letter words come out of daddy's mouth, but he knows not to use those words. Yeah, he better not. Shout out to me though. <laughs> yeah, because you say you go to j- anyway. Um, shout out to <laughs> shout out to our guests, our prestigious guests, our esteemed guest, Mr. Brandon Collins. Uh, be sure to go on drunkblackhistory.com to get a ticket for next Saturday, Juneteenth. I got mine. There, there you go. There's a there's gonna be a show. Obviously, if you're in the New York City area, the live show is is already sold out, which is a good thing. So you're gonna have to watch it. Um, you're gonna have to watch it online via Zoom, like everybody else. Um, those are my all my shout outs, man. What's up with you? Holla, yo, just the usual. You know I, how how I like to represent my boys out of LA Insurance, uh, Allen and and Ray and Charles. They got two offices, one right across from the Florida Mall on OBT, the other one's right down Boggy Creek, across from the Publix down there in Kissimmee. Uh, shout out to uh, Long Shots Bar and Billiards, my boy Harold, my boys uh, Mo and Alex over there holding it down. Um, yeah, it, if you're out in the Four Corners area, go out to Long Shots Bar and Billiards. They got some really good wings, so go check it out. They got 12 pool tables. It, it, it's pretty, it's, it's spacious in there. You'll like it. Um, let's see, what else? Shout out to Jay Wilson, LFT Websites, um, Simple, Clean, and Reliable, Melissa Wilson, LFT Realty Inc. Uh, dot com. Uh, Kenya Robinson, the Blitzel Restock Image Project. Man, who else am I forgetting? Man, I always feel like I forget somebody, you know, and <clears throat> I always think about it too late. So, for everybody who I forget to shout out, you know, what I mean, I'm sorry I, I forgot to shout you out, but here's your shout out. Just pretend that uh, it's personally uh, directed towards you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out. How about how about we shout out your, your beautiful nieces that, that you uh that yes. you mentioned earlier? 
That's Got right. Kill, Saul loves y'all. Don't make me go brandish no guns on anybody. Please don't. You know, I said it already. I am loyal to a fault. So if that was to happen, I would have my man's back. So, yeah. so I'd be like, I mean, I mean, how old is he? Well, what's he doing touching kids thing? Exactly. He's seven years exactly. Old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh man, but no, nah, I, I guess uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think. Uh, any any other shout outs? Any other shout outs? Uh, no, nobody, nobody cool enough. If hey, if you want to get shouted out, send me a shout out. Word. If you want to get shouted out, send us a shout out. We got yeah. you. Holla, holla. Yeah, check. Oh, check us out on uh, Facebook. Get it how you live uh, page on Facebook. Word. Leave uh, us some reviews. Whether it's the Get It How You Live page, whether it's on the Apple Podcast, just leave us some reviews. We'll give you a shout out on the show if you leave a review. Holla! Oh, I, you know what? And, I, and I'll get the hate line going again. I freak, it started off pretty good. I, I slept. I slept on it. I dropped off a little bit. I got lazy throughout the week. But I'm. A, I'm gonna see what I can do. He, with guys. Basically, that means he's still. He's still mourning the Knicks being bound. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, yeah. The Knicks being bounced out of the playoffs, kind of, kind of took it out of me. For you know, I just hate Trey Young so much. Ice Trey, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Bray. He's died. Trey is balding. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Folks. Did you say Trey is balding? Trey is balding. Not, Not like Trey. Kevin Durant, though. <laughs> KD is the best player in the NBA right now. So so they say, and I can't disagree. Next week, tune in. Stay with us. Catch up on all the other episodes, too. Please do. Please do. Peace. Peace.